The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... I'm E.G. Marshall. How many of us have missed the moment, had wished we had spoken our minds, stood our ground, defended our faith, but instead we hung back and did or said nothing? There is a tide in the affairs of men which, taken at the flood, leads on to fortune. Omitted, all the voyage of their life is bound in shallows and in miseries. So spoke Brutus, but misery is only the beginning of our story. The end is death. Edgar, you don't look too well. You know what's wrong with me? I've lost $250,000. What do you mean, lost it? Swindled out of $250,000. But I know the man. And what's more important, I know where he is. Well, can you get your money back? Can I? I'm going to make that man crawl. Our mystery drama, Confession, based on a story by Henry James, was adapted especially for the Mystery Theater by G. Frederick Lewis and stars Paul Hecht and Fred Gwynn. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Let me set the scene for you. A spa or watering place in a southern state where people come to sample the mineral waters to regain health. A beautiful old hotel with a grand front porch upon which an army of green rocking chairs face the street. Every winter, for 200 years, the town sleeps, waking in the spring when the fat and the overindulgent make their annual pilgrimage to the spa. Among them, John Guest, 50, and David Savile, half his age. I'm David Savile. And last night I had that dream again. There I was with John Guest, an enemy of my brother's, trying to apologize for not having defended him against the revengeful quirk in my brother's nature. But when I woke up, I remembered it was not only a dream... It had happened. How many times over how many nights would I have that instant replay of that nightmare? It always begins the same way. I'm at the spa. It's summer. I'm trying to convince John Guest. And he won't listen. Mr. Guest, you don't like me, I know that. Oh, you're mistaken, David. It's not that I don't like you. I detest you. You represent everything I found objectionable in a generation of weaklings. You object to my age. Well, I'll spare you the catalog. Isn't it because I was present during a terrible moment between you and my stepbrother, Edgar? I mean, to this day, I swear to you, I wish I hadn't been there. Were you there, David? I hardly noticed you. You kept so mute during your stepbrother's extraordinary performance. And I 
I've made many mistakes in my life, but no matter who was at fault, I could never close my eyes and watch a man being degraded and humiliated as I was. I am sorry, truly. I don't need your apologies. Now, have you said everything you wish to? Because if you have, I'd like to go back inside the hotel and join my daughter. It's about Laura that I wanted to speak to you. I love Laura. Oh, you do? Yes, in the weeks you've been away from the spa, Mr. Guest, we've been seeing quite a lot of one another, and I've come to realize how much I love her. But what's all that got to do with me? I'm only her father. Her love life is her own. I think she cares for me. Well, it won't be for long, I promise you. But I tell her how you stood in a corner and did nothing but watch her father destroyed... Oh, now, my advice, David, is to forget Laura. But I can't. Well, try. It'll be less painful. You're very hard, Mr. Guest. And you become calloused when your back's to the wall. But compared to your stepbrother, Edgar, I am a pussycat. Then why bring Laura into it? I'm to take it all, is that it? Say nothing to my daughter? Well, I intend to tell her everything and let her decide. Let her find out what you really are. There's nothing I can do to make you change your mind. Oh, it's too late now. Where were you when I was getting clobbered? All right, all right. I asked you to come in here to show you something. This envelope. Uh, You recognize the stationery? You recognize the handwriting? It's your confession. You had it all along. I found it among Edgar's papers. You give it to no, me. No, not so fast. It's mine. I paid for it. You, you, you give it to Mr. me. Mr. Guest, I am much younger than you are. Force does not intimidate me. Now, don't you see I love Laura? Why in the world would I want to make an enemy of you? You already have. You give me that letter. Please, please, Mr. Guest, don't get yourself too upset. Since I'm in possession of what you want... Don't you think you and I could come to some kind of an understanding? That was a chapter in my life I'd give anything to forget. At heart, I am a mild-mannered person, but that day, I wasn't. I have an older brother, Edgar, who's just the reverse. At college, he was a boxing champ. He's a big man. His very height and strength frighten people. Even me. I can remember back when it all began, one evening when he stopped by my apartment. David, I'm glad you were home. Edgar, you look terrible. Your face is gray. What have you been doing with yourself? Overworking and uh, under-enjoying it. What's the name of that place you go to in July to play golf? Oh, you mean the spa in Charlottesville? Yeah. Uh, What's it like? Well, it has a nice inn, good food, 18-hole golf course. (laughs) The main attraction is a real Hope Jones pipe organ built 100 years ago. Hmm. Unfortunately, nobody knows how to play it. But why do you ask? Well, I'll be frank, David. Uh, uh, I'm scared. Uh, My blood pressure's high. My uh, heart's acting up. The... uh, the doctor says I'm overdoing it. And uh, and what actually am I getting out of life? <laughs> Being alone and making money. Well, don't you get any exercise? Uh, hailing a cab, maybe. Uh, getting out of it in front of my brokerage house, taking the elevator up the office, and uh, uh, and maybe sitting there all day. Well, I don't think you're living properly, Edgar. 
He can't disregard the old body just like that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Just tired. Yeah, from sitting around. Of course, if you've made your will and you think a coronary is the way you'd like to go, well, you're doing just fine. I made my will. If this keeps up, I won't have much to leave. But I'm taking a flyer on what looks like a good investment with um, a man who knows what he's doing. Now, look, how about for a few weeks you let me take you in hand, eh? After all, you're my stepbrother, or <laughs> I'm yours. Come on, why not? Okay, Doctor. Uh, what's your prescription? Meet me in Charlottesville. I'm going there after the 4th. I'll book a room for you, take the cure, do exercises, and hmm, maybe I can even get you out on the fairway. All right, David, that doesn't sound bad. Uh... I'll be down the 15th. Uh, you know, I think a lot about you, too. It's unfortunate that we're different generations, uh, that we're so far apart in age. <laughs> you know, I often wonder why Mother and Dad adopted you when I was over 20. Well, you were at college, out of the house. I guess they wanted another youngster. Yeah. We've let too many years go by without spending any time together. It'll be nice doing Charlottesville with you. Yeah. That's no one's fault. You went into the investment business. I went into designing houses. Our our worlds are different. You got married and divorced. <laughs> I'm still a bachelor. Hmm. No woman on the horizon yet, huh? No, no, but I'm still hoping. Well, speaking as a much divorced man, I still believe there's nothing like the right lady. first day in Charlottesville was overcast, so no golf. A few diehards went out, but I didn't feel like getting caught in a sand trap during a rain shower. So I wandered through the town and into the historic church, empty of parishioners, but filled with glorious music. Intrigued, I climbed the back circular stairs to the organ loft and stood behind the instrument. I couldn't see who was playing. <laughs> I, uh, I know I'm not supposed to applaud in a church, but just couldn't help it. Go right ahead. I hope I haven't embarrassed the organist. I'm the organist. You? Mm -hmm. In this church? Uh, no, I'm just visiting. I can't believe it. Why are you surprised? Oh, I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Was I that bad? No, I'm sure I'm not the first to tell you that you're marvelous. My father will be pleased. All those lessons paid off. Actually, it's only my hobby. Uh, my name's David Saville. I'm over at the inn. I haven't heard such playing since I went to Mass at Notre Dame. Please, you're overdoing it. No, no, I mean it. <laughs> Didn't sound like any old hobby to me. But it is. With all that talent, don't you want to play seriously? I guess maybe I should. I mean, to play like that and not make a career of it, that's wicked. I thought you were going to be nice to me. Now I'm being scolded. You you live in Charlottesville? No, I'm just visiting. I thought it might rain. The church was open, so I came in. I like to wander into churches and try out the organ. I, I did it all the time. I was in Europe, and this little church reminds me of Europe. Yes, not many of them have a real Robert Hope Jones in the organ lawn. We better run for it. Yep. I, I don't know how long these summer rains last. Then we'll both get soaked. Why, why don't we wait it out? I'm meeting someone. I don't want to miss him. Oh. So, I'm taking off. It was nice to meet you. Yes. I hope we see each other again. 
I'd been thinking of Edgar, all six foot two of him in a highly nervous state and hoping that this place would be beneficial. But just when I should have remembered him, I forgot him. I tell you, a room has been reserved in my name. Edgar, Edgar, I'm sorry, forgive me. I I thought you were coming in tomorrow. Tomorrow? What's the matter with now, you? Calm down, Edgar. Don't take everything so hard. Oh, Mr. Hoskins, this is my brother, Edgar. Uh, how about the room next to mine, 414? Where are your bags, Edgar? I didn't bring much. The bell captain's got them. Mr. Savile, I have 414 for your brother. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. They wouldn't have a bar in this place, would they? Yeah, sure, sure. Of course they do. Yeah, well, let's head for it. I'll register later. Oh, uh, I'm expecting a gentleman. Please let me know when he arrives. Um... Lead the way, David. Okay, but you'll have to go easy once you start the cure. The waters they prescribe here have no alcoholic content. Ah, that's better. So, how come you didn't let me know you changed your plans to get here early? The coincidence of coincidences. I've been tracking somebody down. And of all places they were headed for, Charlottesville, Virginia. So I grabbed the first plane to Richmond and a cab here. Hey, you look pretty beat. How'd you feel? Worse, worse, for lots of reasons. Oh, it's hot. You didn't warn me about the weather. Oh, it's because you've been racing around. Take it easy. You're going to stay for the cure. Yeah. I'm going to cure myself of the two things that bother me the most. Oh, your health and... Uh, and my bank account. Oh, come on, not here, Edgar. Forget money, investments, the market. Boy, is it hot. Uh, bartender, another one with a little bit more ice. Uh, is that room 414, uh, is it air-conditioned? Oh, come on, Edgar, would you calm down? I'll try, but it won't be easy. You want to know what's wrong with me? <laughs> I've lost $250,000. What do you mean, lost it? I was swindled. But I know where the man is. Well, can't you get your money back? I'm going to make that crook crawl. 250000 <laughs> Was your back turned? <laughs> You're laughing at me. I know. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. My old stepbrother finally got what was coming to him. Come on, Edgar. Take the chip off your shoulder. This man who took you, you, you say you know where he is. Mm. He's on his way here, David. He'll be staying in this hotel. At the inn. People who equate dollar signs with their sign of life too often discover that when the money disappears, the bottom drops out of their existence. Edgar Saville is one of these. Not that we're against money, mind you, but most of us would rather be alive and scratching than be buried in the most expensive casket. Am I right? I shall return shortly with Act Two. Two brothers, Edgar and David, sit in the famed inn at Charlottesville in Edgar's room. They are as unlike as stepbrotherhood could make them. The younger one, David, an architect and designer, is here for two weeks of golf and leisure. The older one, Edgar, a muscular 50, is taking the mineral baths to try to regain his health. <sighs> I think this is the first quiet breath I've drawn in years. David, 
I know what the problem is. A strict diet of 24 hours a day working the market. Uh-huh, not playing the market. Oh, no. No, I think it began when Ellie left me two years ago. Uh, first, uh, well, it was a blow to my pride. M- maybe even to being a man. And I've never gotten over it. The only thing I do well is to sell. Buy and invest money. And uh, that's not what Ellie wanted in a husband. You see, I had no other interests. Well, why in heaven's name didn't you call me? We live in the same city. Uh, I was probably too proud. I had to be Mr. Big, uh, Mr. Strong. How could I come weeping on your shoulders? Uh, you were also Mr. Dumb. Yeah, well, it's complicated. I uh, fly off the handle sometimes for no reason. I, I get so angry I can't stop myself. So I overreact. And I, I, I know I do that. And this latest episode has been too much for me. You you want to know what happened? Edgar, I, I, I really don't understand the stock market. And if you can explain it to me in one-syllable words, please go ahead. Okay. Well, this man, John Guest, he's been a successful investment advisor for years. But this time, he promoted a stock that had absolutely no substance. Well, what was it? Well, it was essentially a company that distributed water in Florida. Because of the heat, humidity, and uh, parasites, they had the technology how to handle that, all relating to ecology. Well, it was an exciting idea. And uh, Mr. Guest, he'd advised some friends of mine, and uh, he all thought it was an exciting idea. So we met the guys, got the figures, got the facts. And you invested, and you lost it. So how is this man responsible? Because he knew it was phony all along. To make a long and painful story short, a month ago, the stock was suspended from trading. And Guest was barred from Wall Street in any official capacity. Did you ever suspect it wasn't on the level? Mm, Here and there, things I didn't like. But I didn't know until Guest was blown out of the water. I know it's a lot of money, Edgar, but... Don't you take risks when you play the market? It's never happened to me before. He's coming here, and uh, he doesn't know I'm here. And uh, (laughs) I may have no legal recourse, but I'm going to push him up against the wall if I have to do it with my fists. You have no idea how angry I am over this, David. I I don't care what I've lost, but someone's going to pay, and it's John Guest. Okay, okay, Edgar. I'll get that. Hello? Uh, who do you want? Oh, uh, it's for you, Edgar. Yeah, thanks. Hello? He is? What's the room number? Huh? 1515. I got it. Thank you. John Guest just checked in. Now what? Yeah, now we take ourselves a little stroll up to room 1515 and knock on the door. Uh, we'll do no such thing, Edgar. He isn't going to go away. He just arrived. And you're going to put business behind you. I don't care how much you've lost. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I want you to appreciate this place, huh? Uh, you wanted a room with a view? Well, come over here. Come on. Over to the window. Take a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Real nice. Say. Hey, you see that, that girl... Walking towards the summer house. Yeah, so? I, 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 uh, <laughs> I met her this morning. Uh, 
church. She was in the church, practicing on the pipe organ. Hmm? She plays marvelously. I didn't know you were interested in pipe organs. <laughs> you want to know how stupid I am? I, I never asked that girl her name. Edgar, you and I are going for a little walk. Well, congratulations, Edgar. You have walked around the main property two and a half times. Don't you feel better? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I do. I'm uh, I'm surprised at myself. Feel tired? Not at all. Yeah, paths haven't been too crowded because it's been raining on and off. Yeah, let's stop in there. Um... Uh, what did you call that little place? Oh, uh, Summer House. Uh, it's the same one we saw from your window. Ah, uh, uh, bench. I think I'll just rest my weary bones. Wasn't that smart of me? Look at it come down again. Yeah, it won't last long. It's been doing this on and off all day. Oh, here comes someone keeping up his circulation, huh? Hello. <laughs> you made it just in time. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. Well, hello, John. But, Edgar, I imagine I'm the very last person you would have ever expected to find during your vacation. Hmm? I'm not running away from you. I see no reason why we can't mend our fences. My fences aren't in very good shape, Mr. Guest. About yours, I don't know. Edgar, it seems to be letting up. I'm going to leave you two alone. Nice to have met you, Mr. Guest. Uh, Edgar, would you call me when you're ready for dinner? Hello? David, will you come over to my room? When? Now. Look, I'm in the middle of finishing some sketches, Edgar. I would like to change before dinner. Yeah, well, I'm not ready for dinner yet. Mr. Guest is in my room with me. I'd like you to come over. Look, Edgar, if there's going to be trouble, would you mind very much if I sat this one out? I do mind. I want you as a witness. Please get over here. David, I've asked you here to witness several statements I'm going to have this gentleman here make for us. John, this is my stepbrother, David. To begin... John, some time ago, did I or did I not tell you I had word that Florida water was not worth what it was being quoted? Yes, you did. Once or more than once? More than once. And what did you, as my investment broker, what did you tell me? Well, I told you to keep buying. Yeah. Even though you knew what I told you was true. I didn't know it then. I knew they were buying up many smaller companies in the ecological field. It looked great. And when I heard the SEC had you on the carpet in Washington for your dealings in Florida water, what did you tell me then? I'm really embarrassed to be here. I, I really don't see what use I am. Will, David, will you shut up? I'll tell you when you can go. It's not pleasant for me either to have your brother here. I didn't plan on making this pleasant. I repeat... Did you advise me, John, that your dealings with this company were being examined? Well, no, I didn't. And isn't it true that subsequently you have been barred from Wall Street? Yes. And why would that be? You know why. I want my brother to hear why. Now, Edgar, will you back away from me? I'm going to break every bone in your body. 
I lost a fortune in stock that you knew was worthless. It wasn't worthless. Now, you get away from Edgar, me. Edgar, Edgar, please hold it. What good is all this? So you lost money in stocks. Forget it. Are you crazy? A quarter of a million dollars? Forget that. They're going to reorganize. And what'll I get? A penny on the dollar? I'm going to take my loss out of your hide. Edgar, stop. Get out of my way, David. Okay. Okay, Edgar. I'll do what I can to make good personally. Ah, that's better. But I'm not through with you yet. In that drawer, the table by the window, there's a pen and some uh, hotel writing paper. Go get it and sit there. Are you ready for what I'm going to dictate? Edgar, what's the point of all this? He's already said he'd pay you back something. Will you mind your own business? I know what I'm doing. I'm protecting the next guy. That's all. If Mr. Guest has done something illegal, the SEC will see that he doesn't do it again. I want his confession in writing. Now, write this. I, John Guest... Now, what if I don't write what you call a confession? Did I hear you correctly? What if you don't write? Uh, well, I would say you run quite a risk, John. Because I'm not giving up. I'll follow you. I'll find you. A at your home. In a hospital. Uh, uh, do you have any family? I don't know very much about you, but I will find out. Oh, it's a threat, then. Call it what you like. Just pick up that pen. I hereby, at the request of Edgar Seville, whom I have wronged and cheated, declare myself a swindler. Edgar. Go on, Mr. Guest. Write it. Have you? I'd like an answer, Mr. Guest. Have you written that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, now sign it. And dated. Witness his signature, and then uh, I want your signature right next to his. Edgar, I think you're mad. I really don't. John, if you are afraid that this confession may fall into the wrong hands, uh, perhaps you'd like to buy it back. You would? Yes. Uh, because if so, I'll uh, take 75000 off your hands within... Seven days. I haven't got it. Then get it. You must have salted away a couple of bucks on your cut of my 250000 and a few people I know. I'll give you one week. For every week I wait beyond that, it's another 25000 Now, don't you think that's fair? dinner, David. Well, I'm not exactly hungry. The events of this afternoon hit me harder than I thought, Edgar. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem to have affected John Guest's appetite. I see him over there at that table by the window. Yeah, well, that's him and I'm me. <laughs> David, I don't like you being angry with me. I was so looking forward to our being here together. Uh, as I told you in New York, we've been too long apart. Yeah. Oh, I suppose I am behaving naively. <laughs> After all, $250,000 is a lot of money, and who knows how I would have reacted. I'll turn the other cheek, probably. Uh, 
Now, your friend guest over there is getting to his feet. See that? Hey, there's a young girl coming to his table. Yeah, and that's the girl whose name I don't know. The girl who played the pipe organ in the church? Hmm. Are you uh, interested in that girl? Well, you're not. Oh, and she's having dinner with a man who tried to swindle me. My life is getting more complicated than I can cope with. Since I've been here, there's been nothing but disorder. What are they doing now? Turn around and look, David. You've uh, got to take life in stride. I thought I knew most of the answers, but I don't anymore. I can't see what good that man's confession is going to do you. Either he pays up or he doesn't. In any case, I don't think that kind of excitement is good for anyone. I'm sure it isn't for me. People reveal themselves by their belief. A contented man will content those around him. An unhappy person creates unhappiness. In short, what you believe depends very much on what you are. I shall return shortly with Act Three. Savo, in an effort to restore his stepbrother's failing health, finds himself embroiled in high finance and revenge. However, the bad guy is not all bad, nor is the good guy all good. And to thicken the plot, there is a girl. But the problem that pursues the young architect is, what does he do now? Good morning, David. Out of bed. It's a beautiful day. The sun is out. Uh, do you want to know what time it is? No, not particularly. Oh, you've been up long, Edgar. It's 11 o'clock. I've been to the mineral baths. I've been hosed. I've been pummeled, bathed. I've uh, drunk uh, what tasted like sulfur. I've had breakfast, and I've talked to the manager. 11 o'clock? Hey, I'd better get moving. Uh, the big local news of the day is that John Guest checked out. <laughs> Took an early train to New York, and uh, his little lady friend is staying on at the inn. What's your schedule? Well, I'd like to get in a little tennis, but it might be better to wait till the sun dries everything off. Maybe I'll go for a short walk. Uh, would you mind if I don't come with you? I've got some letters to write. Oh, go ahead. I'll see you in the dining room for lunch. Uh, David. Uh, yeah? Uh, try to understand it the way I see it. I've been investing for years, but I've never, never had my own investment advisor knowingly sell me a phony deal. David, you frightened me Standing behind that tree I'm sorry I've been waiting for you I thought I saw you last night In the dining room at the end uh, Yes, I was there with my brother I was there with my father Your father? Yes Is that so strange? John Guest is your father? Yes. Since you know his name, you may as well know mine. It's Laura. Oh, how do you do, Laura? Your last name is Saville, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes, uh, David Saville. But if you know my father, why didn't you come over and say hello? Well, I, I only met him yesterday. Uh, my stepbrother has business dealings with your father. I wish Father would give it all up. 
You know, he left early this morning to go back to New York. Got up at six. He didn't even spend one day here. And it was supposed to be a rest. He's never taken a day off since Mother died. You're the only child? Mm, yes. If you've just met Father, you don't know him. He's a happy man by nature. But yesterday at dinner, I was shocked. I can't bear to see him embittered and unhappy in his world of finance. What's it worth if it destroys you? Yes. Yes, you're right. He ought to have a hobby. I dream of the time we can go abroad. I'll study music seriously and he can... I don't know what. Sit by the window in a small hotel watching the Thames or the Seine or the mm. Rhine. Something like that. I've never asked you, what do you do? Oh, uh, I'm an architect, and I also do interior design. For corporations? And no, mostly for people who are tired of traveling, who have seen enough <laughs> places, and who want to settle down in a house of their own. I think I've just said the wrong thing. Mr. Savile, Mr. Savile, come quickly. Oh, it must be Edgar. Something's wrong, I know it. I'm glad you're here, Mr. Savile. Uh, you're Edgar's brother, aren't you? Uh, yes, yes. They called me from the inn. What happened? We have him next door, lying down. Is he, is he all right? Uh, Mr. Savile came here this morning for his regular hydrotherapy. He's on his fourth day. The baths are always attended. Everybody's monitored. Uh, he was placed in his bath. The mineral water is turned on, and he hadn't been there more than five minutes when he collapsed. But he has been revived, and he seems all right. Well, could I see the doctor? Well, he's just gone out, but I'll have him call you. He advised Mr. Savile to return to the inn and rest and avoid treatments for a few days. The impression I get is that you don't regard this as serious? Oh, no, no, no. Your brother is only about 50. He'll recover completely. Sometimes these things are precipitated uh, emotionally. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, I'll arrange for a car to bring him up to the inn. David, may I sit down? Laura, uh, will, you, will you have breakfast with me? I, I haven't ordered yet. How is your stepbrother? Oh, you heard. Yes, one of the maids was talking. Yes, he collapsed at the baths yesterday. I'm I'm keeping him in bed. He doesn't look too well, so I'm really not sure what to do. Uh, what have you heard from your father? Anything? Yeah, a letter from him this morning, the poor man. Bad news? Just that he had to raise cash, had to sell our house, but not my piano. He feels his luck has run out. Laura, I'm I'm doing quite well, and... I have some cash which I haven't yet invested. Now, if you call your father, w would you tell him that, that you've met someone or, 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 or know someone who would be happy to place a sizable funds at his disposal immediately, if it would help? I can't tell him that. He wouldn't accept it. Are you sure? I wouldn't let him. I couldn't. Why do you make such an offer? You hardly know me, and you don't know Father at all. Because I love you. I've loved you since I first heard you in that church. <laughs> that's the first time that's been said to me at breakfast. Yes. Well, that's the first time I've ever said it anywhere. To anyone. No, 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 I... 
certainly not going to any hospital. Edgar, at least let me get in touch with your own doctor and get him to come here to Charlottesville. I, I, I just need a rest, and, and, and I'm getting that. Besides, I had good news, and that's perked me up. Uh, see this letter? It's from my lawyer. The day before yesterday, Gus paid him $75,000. Do you think if I hadn't put the heat on Guest, it would have happened? Oh, look, he's a man of conscience. He's probably ruined himself to do it. Did you return that paper he signed, or are you waiting till he gets back here? Return Guest's confession? Why should I? You're going to keep it? I certainly am. How else could I keep punishing him? But he's paid back what you asked for. David, 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 don't you see? What I've got in writing just may stop him from ever trying that trick again on someone else. You're letting him go through life with the threat of exposure hanging over his head? That's the penalty. David, father's returned here, and I want you to meet him. I haven't told him anything about you, not even your name. Just that I met a man I'd like him to know. He's just buying a newspaper at the counter. He'll be right out. Oh, Laura. Over here, Father. Oh, what a beautiful night. Oh, is this, uh... Father, I'd like you to meet David Savile. David's an architect. Savile, of course. Is this the uh, young man you were talking about? You know him? We have been introduced. Good evening, Mr. Guest. Laura, do me a favor. Forget this man. You're really not that hard up for friendship, are you? Father, you never talked to me like that before. I'm going to say something else to you I've never said before. Uh, Laura, please leave us. I want to talk to Mr. Savile alone. All right, Father. Mr. Guest, for whatever I saw that day in my stepbrother's room, I'm terribly sorry. I wish I hadn't been there. It was wrong. I don't need you to tell me that. I swear to you, if I had known then that you were Laura's father, I'd have stopped everything. I don't care how much stronger Edgar is. I, I, I wouldn't have cared. I, I'd have dragged him away. Yes, you think so. You wouldn't. You're a coward. I, I don't know what to think. The thing's done. I mean, to have a witness... You have no idea what that means. I'm a man of spirit. I thought I was a fighter. I know I did wrong, but to be humiliated like that with with someone watching... Mr. Guest, please, let's let's forget all this. Put, put it out of our minds forever. I'm trying to come to terms with myself. There were circumstances your brother doesn't even care to hear about. But he was cheated. No getting away from that. Please, can we not talk about this anymore? I had to make good for myself, for my daughter. Mr. Guest, it's about Laura. Life goes on. You want to change yourself, so you change. But I shall never forget or forgive your brother. Or you. But what about Laura? Or what about her? So you two had a mild flirtation. I love her. Nah, I don't blame you. But do you think that she could ever have any feelings for you if she knew the truth? Even suspected it? Why, she wouldn't look at you. Who knows what omniscient hand regulates these things? Is there a higher order that punishes? 
The next morning, I went into Edgar's room. He had passed away during the night. I arranged to have the remains shipped home and took all his effects into my room. That left just one thing to be done. You wanted to see me, David. I haven't much time. Mr. Guest, now that my stepbrother's dead, can't we close the books? I am not dead. And Laura is not dead. It's too late. I don't want you near Laura. Um, perhaps this envelope will change your mind. You recognize the stationery. And you recognize your handwriting. Yes, give it to me. I found this among Edgar's papers. It belongs to me now. It's been paid for. Yes, but it's in my hands. Now, don't you think you and I could come to some kind of an understanding? So Laura need never know. Laura, come in. David, what are you doing? This piece of paper is a wall between your father and me. What is it? I think you know, Laura. Here we are. All torn up. Now, we put the scraps in this ashtray. Take a match. And watch what's left go up in smoke. There we are. That's the end of it. He says that's the end of it, Laura. What do you say? Goodbye, David. What do you mean, goodbye? I'm my father's daughter first, David. That's all I want to say. You told her? Yes. It's not good to have secrets from your own family. Goodbye, David. Yes? What is it you want, David? I couldn't believe what you said just now. Don't you want to go on seeing me? Not really. At least, I didn't get to know you very well, so not seeing you won't make much difference. <laughs> I seem to have run into a world of people who can't forgive. All right, Laura. I leave you to your music. See that you do something with it. You could if you wanted to. Goodbye. David! David, come back here. You're doing it again. Why? When my father was subjected to humiliation by your stepbrother, you just took it. Did very little. Now the same story all over again. Well, you told me to leave. David, you fool. You might at least have given me an argument. Uh, yes, yeah, you're right. I, I suppose I should have. All right. All right, I'm not making the same mistake another time. Laura, we're going for a walk. And then I'll get permission from the church for you to practice here every day. Are you taking me in hand, David? Why not? Somebody better had. Two brothers brought up in the same house, sharing the same early experiences, yet each taking a different road. Had they remained closer as they grew older, perhaps each could have helped the other, and their future could have been life for both. I shall be back shortly. In 
closing, we bow gratefully to Henry James, who created the tale you have just heard some hundred years ago. We end with his own words. The historian, he said, essentially wants more documents than he can really use. The dramatist wants only more liberties than he can really take, Mr. James. We hope our liberties with the confession have been few and satisfactory. Our cast included Paul Hecht, Norman Rose, Fred Gwynn, and Valika Gray. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.